Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Friday, finally a football Friday, November the 4th, 2016. No Ryan Green here today, just me, Jake Marsing, to carry you through the Blitz today. And as you can probably hear, I'm feeling pretty under the weather, so I think we're going to keep today's show fairly short, but I am here to preview, to break down, to give you some facts and figures, some analysis, if you will, of this Sunday's big-time matchup with the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders. This game has so many little things about it that make it interesting. It's the first Broncos-Raiders game that's really felt important in years and years and years and years. Part of that, of course, is that it's the first Sunday night football game that the Raiders have ever hosted. Since Sunday night football was invented back in 2006 with uh, John Madden, Al Michaels, much thanks and credit is due to Pat Boland for the invention of Sunday night football, by the way. The Raiders have not had a Sunday night game played in their building ever. So it is a big, big, big uh, week for the Raiders in Oakland, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a big win for them. Let's go ahead and start breaking down this game. First, let's get to the news and notes from today out here at Dove Valley. Gary Kubiak officially ruling out Aqib Talib, the Broncos cornerback, uh, the star cornerback for this Denver Bronco team, is going to be out this Sunday as he deals with the low back issue that we reported Earlier this week, uh, still has that that's kind of pressing and bugging him. He He's back in the building today, as is reportedly running back C.J. Anderson dealing with that torn meniscus, but he is not really under any circumstances ready to go. He will be out again this week. Obviously, second-year cornerback, obviously second-year cornerback uh, Bradley Roby, excuse me, third-year cornerback Bradley Roby, will step up in his place and look to be uh, the Broncos' potentially number one cornerback this weekend. He will play the, that position opposite Chris Harris. They won't move Harris into Tlaib's position. Harris will likely, I'm told, and, and, and what I'm guessing mostly, based on what they did last week as well, is that Harris will stay where he's at. They'll move Roby up. They'll move uh, Cave on up, and then they'll activate Lorenzo Doss, like we talked about earlier this week. So Aqib Tlaib being down uh, definitely hurts them, but I don't think it's as big of an issue as someone painted out to be, because I think Roby is fully capable of stepping up and making that happen. Gary Kubiak updated uh, us on that situation, and in fact, a number of different topics. Let's go ahead and play that entire press conference. We'll let you hear everything that Gary Kubiak had to say today at the podium because he was fairly short and because, quite frankly, if I talk too much longer, I'm going to hack up a lung. So I'm going to go ahead and play this sound for you right now. Here is Gary Kubiak from the podium today. You guys will be ruled as questionable. Uh, Kayvon, Matt Paradis, and B. Marsh will be listed as questionable. Uh, Key we rule out today, uh, and then everybody else is full. So that's where we're at today. 
you had some hope with the key, what was the final Yeah, decision? you know, he, uh, like I said, what's going on right now, he's got good days, bad days, Troy, you know what I mean? So he's uh, going to get an injection today. He may have already had it as we're speaking here, and they'll let it calm down over the weekend. But he's doing good, you know, so we feel good moving forward. But uh, obviously rule him out this weekend and uh, go to work. Hey, Billy, Billy, hey. I'm sorry, guy. Hey, somebody gets hurt out here doing that. You got me? Yes, sir. Both of you. Okay, go ahead. Y'all go ahead. Y'all can't use that, okay? Y'all go ahead. Go ahead. Is this something you're going to have to address later, Terry? What? Oh, you know what? No, no, Jeff. I. It's my. You know, my understanding. Like they're getting it to calm down. He's feeling really good today. I mean, he's in great spirits. Obviously, he was traveling. But, uh, you know, we just got to do the right thing. And with the injection that he's getting today, the smart thing is to give him a good weekend of rest and uh, see where we're at when we come back. You say you plan on coming with you guys to Oakland? I don't know. We haven't made that decision yet. You know, I don't know if traveling is going to be the best thing. We'll see. I'll talk to Greek. They're leading the league in plays of more than 20 yards so far this season. Yeah. What have they done that's made them so explosive? Well, I mean, they got some good players. You know, they got uh, those two wideouts are making some big plays, uh, making some big plays in the run game. Uh, Derek is, is uh, ad-libbing a lot, you know. I shouldn't say ad-libbing, but playing playing off schedule really good. So he starts moving around, guys start moving, get downfield. So just, uh, you know, a lot of good things going on, doing a lot of stuff. Uh, and the fact that the quarterback just growing, you know, with his, with his time in the league, I think is the big thing. Jerry, why haven't people been able to get to him? Yeah, that's, you know, what, nine times, you know. and, and um, He's thrown more than anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, that's a credit to him, you know, because they do a lot of empty. And when, when you go empty, people come get you, make you get rid of the ball, and he's doing that. Uh, but what I just said, too, Jeff, this guy's escaping. I mean, he's he's getting rid of the ball. He's saving sacks. He's doing things that are the difference between winning and losing and, and protecting the football, too. So just playing at a really high level. Okay. Gary, how is Devontae's uh, shoulder helmet this week? Yeah, he's good. He, he's, he's done everything in practice. Uh, you know, like, like I said, the fact that he worked through the game the other day, I was pretty sore early in the week, but everything's been good. Good work. For the three guys with question mark, are they game time, or are you expecting those guys to play? Uh, yeah, I mean, we always expect those guys to play. You know, So we'll see. Uh, B. Marshall's practice all week. Uh, Kayvon came out today. And who was the other guy? Matt. Yeah, Matt's kind of on a schedule for me. So, I, I, yes, I'm expecting those guys to be there. All okay, right, you, you have a good day. Obviously, the one kind of interesting bit of that was him shouting at Billy Wynn, the defensive back. Uh, excuse me, the defensive lineman, not defensive back. The defensive lineman for the Broncos who was actually running around kind of close to the the glass playing catch with 55, Dylan Day. Uh, not necessarily the, the best uh, option if uh, you're the, the, the Broncos, and Gary Kubiak made that clear, that if he got somebody hurt doing that, it would not be a good thing. But I think the, the crux of what you hear from Gary Kubiak is that the Broncos are going to be ready to go. They feel like they're ready to play with or without Aqib Tlaib, without uh, C.J. Anderson, Lorenzo Doss, Devontae Booker, again, asked to step up. I think this team is going to be in perfectly good shape. To beat a Raiders team that, after I've watched film on them this week, I think is is fairly overrated. Let's just go ahead and take a look at some of the facts and figures uh, that uh, we've accumulated here uh, over the, the last couple of days for this game. When you compare these two teams on the stat sheet, there are a couple things that jump out at you right away. Both of them are plus teams. 
The Broncos are plus five. The Raiders are plus seven uh, thus far on the season. However, the one clear clear advantage uh, for the Raiders is their offense. They are a top five statistical offense in virtually every single category, the one exception being rushing yards per game. They're rushing right now for 116.5 yards. Uh, fourth in the league right now in passing yards per game at 285.1. Lots and lots of good stuff that we've seen out of Derek Carr in this Raiders offense. And Derek Carr talked a little bit about their success this season, some of the things that he's looking to do on his conference call earlier this week. Let's play some sound from that. Uh, you know, just you know, watching them on film and you know playing against them so many times. You know, you just they're they're great cover guys. You know, they they're very smart. They know where their help is. You know, you can see it. You know, they, you can see them talking on film. You know, they know where their help is. And you know, uh, if a ball gets completed, they're they're looking at each other, correcting it themselves. Uh, you know, as players, and that's you know a credit to them. You know, being able to play in the same system for a couple of years and uh, being around each other and growing together. So. Uh, you, know, it, you know, it's things like that. You know, we look forward to as a organization playing together a long time, and you know, being on that same kind of level. So, uh, you just respect them and look forward to playing against them. Overall, I do think that uh, the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders set up for a very nice matchup this Sunday. I think that the Broncos are going to try and and identify matchups that win for them. And one matchup that I actually really like in this game is A.J. Derby. He's the one guy that I think could have an interesting day. The Obviously, he was the, the traded tight end from the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. Derby, of course, the tight end that came in for the uh, from the Patriots a couple of weeks ago in that trade. The Broncos gave up a fifth-round pick for him, and they feel very confident that he can come in and contribute to them in the passing game as a receiver, something that they've really lacked the last couple of weeks, and it's not that they don't think Virgil Green can can catch and can be a receiver, it's that he's so good as a blocker that you really don't want to sacrifice him in the passing game when he really should use as much of him as you can in the running game and to be an extra protector in the passing game. That's the way that they want to use Virgil Green. A.J. Derby, I think, makes an interesting matchup. Keep your eyes on that name if he does indeed go active this week, as I expect him to. On the flip side, one matchup for the Raiders that I really like is Seth Roberts, their third wide receiver. Look, the Broncos likely aren't going to be beat by a 1-2 receiver tandem in the league this year. I think their cornerback duo, even without Aqib Tlaib, is just too good. They have two, uh, three, really, top-flight corners on their roster, and I think Kayvon Webster... Lorenzo Doss, they could both be, maybe not starters, but could definitely be key contributors on a number of teams around the league. And that's, I think, going to make itself abundantly clear this Sunday. I do not expect big games out of Cooper or Crabtree. They may get theirs, they may put up decent numbers, but I don't expect big games at critical times and critical moments. The one guy that does worry me is Seth Roberts, because they're going to try and create action for him. The Raiders use a lot of empty sets, as you heard Coach Kubiak mention. They use a lot of empty backfield. They throw the ball all around the yard. They are going to try and create matchups with Seth Roberts on the slot, working against, most likely working against, uh, I mean, potentially Lorenzo Doss, potentially 
Uh, Kayvon a little bit. Probably more Lorenzo Doss, though, is going to get a lot of work this Sunday. And if that's a matchup they think they like, uh, which I think the Raiders will think that they like that matchup, that's going to be something that the Broncos have to watch out for. So I think it's going to be a big day for Darian Stewart, TJ Ward, to try and step up in coverage and handle those guys. The, the Raiders don't really have a great tight end combination. They do have a fullback, though, in Jamizo Lawale who I think they're also going to try and create matchups with. He's a guy that could be vulnerable uh, or be a dangerous weapon for them coming out of the backfield on those kinds of swing passes. Don't expect, on the flip side, to see much out of Andy Janovich, the Broncos fullback in this game. He's got a broken hand. He's got a cast on his hand, essentially taking away any option of for, for fullback passes or, you know, spider two Y bananas out of the playbook this week. But I, I think that the Broncos are going to be able to create lots of different opportunities with other guys. There's a Virgil Green, A.J. Derby, like I mentioned, Demarius Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders. Both, I think, could have big games against an Oakland secondary that is good, but not great. Right now, the Oakland secondary uh, ranks 27th in the NFL. In uh, They're tied for 27th in the NFL in passing yards per game. Not exactly where they'd want this team to be. And a lot of that has to do with the kind of defense Jack Del Rio one runs. It is a thinking defense. It's a defense that requires guys to slow down, think through their checks. It's not a simple let's go, let's fly, let's attack kind of defense. It's it's a little more complex than that. And the Raiders, I think, struggle a little bit defensively because of the scheme they run. But that's an issue with Del Rio. It's not an issue with anything the Broncos are doing. Other than that, I think that there are a lot of different things that the Broncos are going to be looking to do in this ball game. I mentioned Seth Roberts. I mentioned uh, Oluwale. I mentioned uh, the options that the Broncos have to try and create opportunities. But I think the big thing that everybody's paying attention to this week is intensity. And that's the word that I've used over and over again to describe how things feel out here at Dove Valley. Things feel intense. These players are ready to play. They are excited, they are happy, they are ready to go out here at the UC Health Training Center for the first Broncos-Raiders game in a very long time that has actually meant something. We will look forward to watching it on Sunday. Give me a follow on Twitter. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. I'll live-tweet the game, of course. I'll also update you with any news or views that I have or any news that I get. My partner on the show is usually Ryan Green at rgreen5280. Give him a follow as well and give us a follow at 5280 Sportsnet. We'll be back here on Monday to break down what happened on Sunday Night Football. Until then, and I do appreciate you bearing with me as I try and deal with this miserable cold. I'm not contagious. I'm on an antibiotic, but I just don't feel super awesome. Between now and then, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.